0: Hi, I'm Daniel Hill, and welcome to my Instagram Stories podcast, where I interview people who are knowledgeable about the platform and give ideas to people who are just starting out. Today on the podcast, I have Michael Sherman, who runs a digital marketing firm called The Interactive Imprint, and he's a consultant who helps businesses with their social media and influencer marketing. One thing I want to mention before I start this podcast episode is that I now have the first ever Instagram amazon alexa flash briefing which is basically a news show once a day for about two to three minutes where i give news updates about instagram things that you need to know and do a question of the day where i answer questions that people have if you want to send me a question to be featured on the flash briefing you can email that to me daniel at danielhillmedia.com and you will get a shout out on the show and get your question played and answered thanks for listening and here is today's episode Today I'm here with Michael Sherman from the Interactive Imprint. Michael, welcome. So Michael, for those of us who are unacquainted with you, please tell us who you are and what you do. Sure,
1: Uh, again, I'm Michael Sherman. I uh, reside down in South Florida and I have a small digital marketing uh, firm that focuses on um, social media marketing and influencer marketing. Um, work with a variety of different types of businesses with different types of verticals, anywhere from education to real estate, to government, to healthcare to retail. So I work with a lot of different kind of brands, both B2 C and B2B on a variety of different things from strategy, implementation, content creation. Uh, it's kind of become my passion for the last eight, nine, ten years. also involved in the South Florida Interactive Marketing Association on their board. I was a social media co-chair as well as a marketing co-chair in the past and I've held a lot of different positions in that organization.
0: Awesome so it sounds like you have a a good background and you've kind of seen things change over the past eight or nine years in that time because things have really changed a lot. I think sometimes we don't even give credit to that right like I remember when the first time someone was like hey you should join Twitter and I was like why you know and how much things have <laughs> changed in that time. Anyway let's um let's get right into Instagram because that's one of the things that uh, you know I know you're very versed in. Do you mind talking briefly about what it was that got you into Instagram? Was there a specific post or a specific strategy or time or something that happened that made you say you know what this platform is is where it's at?
1: Instagram is very visual. And that was the big thing that got me um, with social media, pictures worth a thousand words and people don't want to read a book, they don't want to read a novel, they want something quick and they you have to grab their attention quickly and Instagram kind of does that. That's how it kind of started out with the filters and the photos and then you know within the last few years it has just expanded onto all these other different types of features that it has to, to create kind of cool content and tell unique stories. For specifically for my cl- types of clients I work with that are very visual, like I have a motorsports dealership that has a very young demographic. That's that's where their eyes are now is, is on Instagram. So I wanted to make sure that they had a, a strong presence on there.
0: That's awesome. What have been some of your go-to strategies or um, things that you've had success with in helping your clients to get their message across on Instagram?
1: Well, Instagram is very visual, so the I I, I, I find that being original and being you know not too staged works well people like not you know the non-professional type of photos you know if you have stuff that's really staged and heavily edited you can tell that and it looks that way while that's a very good thing people on Instagram like the originality like amateur type of content and that shows well on Instagram people kind of relate to it and like the real experiences, showing the behind the scenes type of stuff and showing the real type of, you know, that most companies have a human side to them. And I think Instagram portrays that in a, in a really good way.
0: Uh, that's an interesting thing. And I think that's important the human side of things. How do you convince a company or someone who maybe has a very corporate mentality or, or mindset that they need to? be human on this platform. How, how do you actually do that? I'm really curious if you can talk about that for a little bit.
1: Instagram and others as well, other social networks, you, you know, social media is not a hard hitting medium and it shouldn't be a sales tool in the sense like a normal traditional medium is. It's a, it's a brand awareness type of tool and, and by showing the human side of the company, whether that be a testimonial or an employee spotlight um, on there visually showing a happy customer <coughs> Stuff like that is all great types of content to put onto instagram showing the the human side maybe it'd be an anniversary party or a birthday party that you did, showing that type of fun atmosphere and why somebody would want to do business with you know a company that is you know human it's not just a machine, not just you know robots working on it and not just a corporate environment you know with suits and ties it's you know there's a human side to it and I think Instagram's a great avenue and a great medium to to showcase that
0: I agree I think the way a lot of companies started, whether they ran newspaper ads or, you know, something in the phone book back in the day, it was very like, hey, we exist. And that was good enough, right? And Now that doesn't cut it anymore. You have to show that you're an actual human that someone would want and choose to interact and work with. And I think that's not an easy thing to convey to clients. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I tell, tell clients that it's, you know, think of it like a billboard. The more times you see it, um, you know, the more times you're like, wow, I need to see them. And, and people are now checking their Instagram and their other social networks before they even brush their teeth in the morning. So that's where people's eyes are these days. They're not, you know, looking, you know, every car has satellite radios so, or, or Internet radio, so they're not listening to commercials on the radio. And television, everyone has a DVR, so they're fast forwarding through commercials. And newsprint is, is like a, you know, very dying breed. So where do you get in front of people? And, and you know, the web and social networks is, is really that place.
0: I totally agree. Are there other strategies that you've uh, seen work really well with the clients that you've had? I've had
1: a lot of success with uh, lead generation campaigns through Facebook and and, and Instagram. While it's a numbers game and you're going to get a lot of garbage, you can get for a pretty inexpensive price, you can get a lot of qualified leads. And clients like that tangible name, email, and phone number that they can say there's a return on an investment, that they're spending money and they're actually seeing a tangible return. Now, as marketers, we're not the sales team, so how they handle it after the fact is up to them, but there's a lot of cool things you can do with digital marketing is you can look up the person, kind of big brother them a little bit before, so it's not such a cold phone call for the sales team. You also want the sales team to be able to follow up pretty effectively, fast, because if you wait a week to follow up, they're gonna be, you know, have no idea what you're talking about. So um, I've seen a lot of success. I've been able, I have backup proof that I've sold houses on Instagram. I've sold motorcycles on Instagram uh, and, and Facebook um, and not just cheap stuff. I've sold ex- expensive type products and cost per lead could be a couple bucks. So you can really see that there's a return on investment there. So I, I would say that's one very big okay. Success, okay. success story.
0: That's awesome. Can, can we back up and can you explain that a little bit more? Say that you do have something you want to sell. You want to sell a house. You want to sell a car. You want to. How does that? How does it translate from? Let me make a Facebook ad. To now, this is a solid lead that I can pick up the phone and call the person and be like, "Hey, I saw that you're interested in a motorcycle or a house or a car. I'd love to talk to you more about it. Can we sit down and do that? How How do you make sure that you get a genuine local person who's really interested?
1: The The big thing that I I've done is is. In the past you would mostly take people to a landing page or a website and that's a whole other discussion that you could have is making sure that your landing page or your website is optimized specifically for mobile and stuff like that. Now Facebook has made it really easy for people to um, be able to give information. Since everyone's already signed into Facebook, if they see an ad that's coming up in between pictures of their best friends and their favorite sports team, they see an ad that comes from you. Um, and they see a learn more button, instead of taking you to the landing page or the website, it takes you first to a pre-populated form. Since the people are already signed into Facebook or Instagram, um, it, it, it automatically populates with the information, so it makes it really like bulletproof. I mean, yes, you can go in and manually change it, but the majority of people just hit the submit button twice, and just like that, you can get a lead. People be, are on social media for a reason. They wanna be on there, so they don't wanna be taken off to a landing page of something else. Plus, with a landing page, you know, there's a good chance now with the amount of email and spam that people get, they don't want to fill out a form. It's very hard to fill out a form, you know, on you know something like Google. You know, you go and you have to get them to a website or a landing page. But a lot of people, they do their research and they fill out the form. You know, it takes a lot for them to actually fill out a form or make a phone call. Here, you can get a conversion almost immediately, where they all they have to do is hit you know two buttons and and a sale could come. Not necessarily a sale immediately, but a at least a a, quali- a lead that they can hopefully follow up with. Now again, not every lead is going to be a home run. You're going to get some some garbage and some stuff that are either wrong information and that's just the nature of it. I mean, so- social media, Facebook and Instagram are free to join and everybody and anybody is on there, so you're going to get some junk. But if you know you get, I call it a numbers game. If you get 20 of them and maybe three of them, you know, are actually solid qualified leads. So it's always good to have a strong sales team behind it as well.
0: I personally, even though I know Facebook ads exist, I've messed with it a tiny, tiny bit, not much. I don't claim to be a Facebook person by any stretch of the imagination. I've been using an ad blocker for so long that sometimes I forget that Facebook ads are shown to the average user. You know what I mean? I'm, I've am i been using one called Ublock Origin uh, for so, so long uh, that I forget that Facebook ads are still there. So um, that sounds like a, a really good way to get in front of, people who are really looking to buy if it's uh, the right time, if you're targeting them when they're looking for that particular thing. And
1: exactly, and now with all the different audience targeting targeting that you can do on there, you're not doing a shotgun approach. It's a very laser-targeted approach where you actually can get in front of the people that mean the most to you. Now, granted, they've made a lot of changes with their algorithm, with the whole scandal and the Cambridge Analytica issue, and they've taken out a lot of targeting, but you still can have a pretty um, successful targeted reach that you get in front of the people that that mean probably the most to you again it's not the algorithms aren't aren't a hundred percent just like anything else so you're going to get but if you have a little patience i think you can definitely have some some success with it for 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 a minute for for a minimal cost too i mean you spend you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars to try to get achieve leads on via google here it's a lot more um economical
0: that makes total sense do you mind talking a little bit about some of the ways that you've um, worked with companies if they have maybe very little social media presence or uh, they're new to Instagram, you know, they just have a couple followers, they never really used it before. Can you explain kind of what you do to, to kind of get the ball rolling? Do you mind talking about that? A yeah, little bit? I
1: usually um, put together a strategy ahead of time, kind of find out from them what their goals are and their overall expectations are with it and then kind of draft a strategy based off of, of what they're trying to accomplish now. Most of the times, Instagram is not going to necessarily sell something, at least not immediately. It's, it's hard to kind of quantify it. But, um, you know, if you're constantly posting content on a regular basis and using a lot of the best practices, like, you know, using enough hashtags. They say in between 9 and 11 hashtags are the, are the, are the um, ideal amount. You can do up to 30. Um, utilizing the stories aspect of it. Um, they've just made more new features on that. You can actually do longer than 15-second video now on, on um, Instagram stories before you can only do up to 15 seconds. Um, y- y- you can tell a great story and, and kind of showcase your abilities for a small business or a new business that's on there um, on, on Instagram. So that's, that's, you know, a lot of best practices also incorporate emojis. People are visual, so emojis are a very good thing to include in, in posts on Instagram. So I, I try to preach that to clients and try to use that as a way for them to get involved and provide good good content. It's all about, again, content's always still going to be king, so providing good um, content that, that audiences, your audience will be, be interested in looking at. And then, you know, tagging, hashtags, all that kind of stuff, all those best practices will help your reach grow organically.
0: So when you go into a, a company as a, a client, they're, they're your client, do you work with one particular person and say, okay, you know what? You're going to be the face of this. You're going to be the one who does the stories, who takes the pictures, who gets in front of the camera, or do you kind of manage that? How do you do it as a social media manager?
1: It depends on the, on the client and the situation. There's some that I kind of just kind of give the tools and give a strategy to and then hand the keys off to them and let them run with it. There are others where there's a hybrid where I do partially implementation where I'll write content ahead of time and they implement it. And then there are other clients that just say, do it all, and I just implement everything. So it really, it kind of varies on the client, um, a lot of, you know, especially with certain clients, you know, government specifically, they want to make sure all their images that they use are, you know, if they're using non-original images, that they're all, you know, royalty free type of stuff that are, they've gotten permission for. Um, and, and stuff like that. Um, but others, you know, are kind of much more lenient on what they, what they, they just want you to kind of help grow their following. And especially if you have a, the younger audience on Instagram is, is on there and that's where you really want to have. You know, if you're selling that type of product, you know, to the millennial and the Gen, gen X and Gen Y, you really want to have a presence on Instagram.
0: Right. I, I definitely agree. One of the things that you um, mentioned, which I, I think is true, some people, you give them, okay, here's the rough outline and you explain how it works and they're off to the races and they love being in front of the camera and they love doing it and they're totally 100% in, even if they've never done it before. And other people, the idea of putting themselves in a situation where they're going to be on camera is terrifying. Do you ever have someone who's who's 100% terrified and how do you kind of help them to maybe get past that? Do you have any any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are some people that don't, don't want to get in front of camera. You know, when I do a lot of Facebook Live stuff and specifically or Instagram Live stuff, they they don't want to. They don't want to do it, and I, I tell them that they become you know they can become like a celebrity or a superstar, and people will start recognizing them the more they're on it because people are watching this stuff, and the more you post and and show your face on there. Others, you know, it's a personality. You know, if it's a preference, of some people don't want to have their face and their picture out there. Um, it's kind of a case by case basis, you know you kind of have to play it as as, as it comes. But there's no specific thing yeah, that I, I use to try to. I tell them that they can be a celebrity, and you know they yeah. can get they can hopefully get more sales. Like if they have a the salesperson that's talking about a certain product, it's gonna just only help them because people are gonna now want to come in for that specific salesperson. So it's it's really because they shows that they know their stuff, and it's a way that they can showcase it is by having their face. on on these social networks. I think
0: using the word celebrity is actually really good because I think to a certain extent, not everyone, but a large percentage of people secretly want to be a celebrity, even though that might not be their first choice. If it happened, they would be like, oh, you know what I mean? They they would enjoy that limelight. So saying, hey, maybe this is your chance to be a celebrity on a small scale or (laughs) get yourself comfortable. I think that's a really good way to do it. I'm definitely going to use that.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely an option that you can kind of become your quasi celebrity within your company and people kind of can know who you are that can be a way to get people to get and everybody likes to to give their two cents and likes loves it to, most people love attention so this is one way exactly, to get it exactly
0: <laughs> so michael if you can tell everyone uh, where we can find you online and maybe some of the things that you're going to be working on in the near future that we can look out for
1: Sure. You can find me on LinkedIn, Michael Sherman and the Interactive Imprints, my company. You can also find me on um, Twitter. My personal Twitter is Sherm29, S-H-E-R-M, and or two, the number nine. And then um, my company uh, Twitter, account, uh, Twitter is Imprint Florida. And um, I'm very active on Facebook, on a lot of Facebook groups, like Social Media Masterminds is one group I'm very active in. I post almost daily a piece of content because I like to educate people on the new things because since social media is constantly changing. Uh, In regard to your question on things that are coming, um, you know, working with a lot of different types of clients from working with products such as HVAC companies to audiology companies to mattress company so a lot of new stuff that i'm, I'm hopefully you know going to be starting working with i also work with a lot of restaurants so a lot of new kind of fun projects coming up hopefully in the near next few weeks and he, I'm, I'm always open to all different types of projects because uh, i think it's interesting and helps me learn more about that specific industry that i would not not know otherwise
0: well michael thank you so much for being on i really appreciate you taking the time to chat today
1: no problem thanks again
0: for having me That concludes today's episode of the Instagram Stories. Please check out my Amazon Alexa flash briefing, also called the Instagram Stories, which you can download at amazon.com or by asking your Alexa device to play it for you. I give daily tips and tricks, as well as news updates that you need to know about for the platform. If you would like to have me speak at your upcoming event, I would love to participate. Send me an email, daniel at danielhillmedia.com.